Good morning, everyone. It's such a joy and a pleasure to come like this again together to worship God together and hear from the Word of God together. Today, we are starting a brand new series called the Greater Than series. And uh, throughout the month of June, we'll be looking at various aspects of how, uh, in first instance, beauty is greater than fear. And next week, we'll be looking at friendship greater than pain and then love greater than superiority and permanent greater than the temporary. I believe it's going to be a great series, and I really feel that this will bless you and encourage you to keep your eyes focused on Jesus. So thank you for tuning in, and uh, if this message helps you and blesses you, please feel free to share it with a friend. It might bless and help them too. So today I'm going to read just one verse, and uh, it's found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 23. Let me read it for you. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 23. It says this, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Let me read that again. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Pray with me for a moment as I share a few thoughts with you this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to come together like this, to read your word and to uh, hear you speak to us. Uh, We pray that today you will help us to see Jesus, that Lord, by the end of our time together, we would have had a fresh understanding and a fresh revelation of who you are, and that our lives will never be the same again as a result of us seeing Jesus. So help us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The story we just read is about Moses' mom and dad. They had a baby uh, called uh, Moses, obviously. And uh, when the baby was born, the Bible says that mom and dad looked at the baby and said, oh, that's a beautiful baby. Well, most parents will say that when a baby is born, say, my baby is beautiful. But the Bible doesn't just say that the parents thought that the baby was beautiful. It says, by faith, they saw that the baby was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's anger or the king's verdict, and they hid the baby for three months. What are we talking about? Well, back in the day when Moses was born, there was a rule in the country that if you had a baby boy, and if you were of a certain nationality, in their case, if, they, if you were an Israelite, you were supposed to kill your baby boy. That was a government law. That was the rule of the land, that if you had a baby boy born to you, you had to kill that baby. But the Bible says, by faith, Moses' parents hid the baby for three months because they saw that the baby was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's anger. You see, in this story, Moses' mom and dad were so focused on beauty. They were so taken up by beauty. They were, their hearts were filled with the beauty of this child. They thought, you know what? We don't care. Actually, we're not even afraid of what the verdict is or the edict is or what the law in the land is because the baby we have in our hands is so beautiful. We see in the story that beauty is greater than fear. Well, how does that apply to you and I today? Well, you may not have a baby in your hand to hold right now to say the baby is beautiful, but I want to remind you that the most beautiful thing in the life of any human being is the beauty of Jesus. He is the kindest person you will ever meet. He is the most gracious person you will ever meet. He 
is the most powerful and wise person you will ever meet. And the longer you gaze at the face of Jesus, the more you understand who he is and what he means to you. You will grow in your awareness and your understanding that the most beautiful thing you have in your life is not your house, it's not your car, it's not your friends, and it's not the degrees that you have after your name. The most beautiful thing you and I can have in our life is the relationship we have with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So my encouragement to you today is that why don't you open your heart so that your heart will be filled with the beauty of who Jesus is. And when that happens, I want to say to you, just share with you three things what I believe will happen to you when your heart is filled with beauty and it's greater than the fear around you. Here's the first thing. When your heart is filled with beauty, you're willing to take risks. You see, in this story, it was an incredibly huge risk for Moses' parents to hide the baby. If the king found out they would die, the baby would certainly die, and uh, it would be bad news for them. But they were willing to take a risk. Why? Because the Bible says, by faith, their focus was on beauty. And if you're listening to me today, you may be in a place where you're paralyzed from taking risks because you're afraid of what might happen. God has maybe prompted you to obey Him in a certain area for you to take a certain risk to do something for Him or something with your life. But sometimes uh, the, the, the fear of what can go wrong can paralyze us. But I want to believe today that God is giving you and I the grace to take risks because our hearts are captured by the beauty of who Jesus is. Secondly, I believe if beauty captures your heart, you get the grace or the strength to withstand peer pressure. Can you imagine what it's like to hide your baby uh, in a place where everyone else is not doing that? Around you, towards your left, right, center, everywhere, there is a pregnancy and there is a birth Everyone is saying, oh gosh, we have a baby. We need to let the government know they're going to take our baby away. But just because people around them were doing a certain thing, Moses' parents did not feel the peer pressure. Or in fact, maybe they did feel the peer pressure, but they were able to withstand it. Why? Because the Bible says, by faith, they saw that the baby was beautiful. I wonder whether you're listening to me today and you're saying, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and my problem is that I bow to peer pressure. My friends do certain things and my family members do certain things. And you know what? We can live the rest of our lives blaming the pressure we get from our family, blaming the pressure we get from our friends, blaming the world and the systems around our world, or here's the alternative. Your heart can be captured by the beauty of Jesus. Because when your heart is captured by the beauty of Jesus, it doesn't matter who around you is doing what. You want to please Jesus, and you want to worship Jesus, and you want to live for Jesus. You want to surrender to Jesus. Your best friends can go a certain way but you decide, no, that's not for me. Why? Because my heart has been captured by the beautiful one, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'm praying and believing for you today that today you will find the strength to withstand beauty, to withstand peer pressure. Why? Because beauty is greater than fear. And thirdly, I want to say that when your heart is captured by beauty, you're able to be patient. The Bible says in the verse that we just read, 
that by faith Moses, when he was born, he was hidden, not just one or two days, but he was hidden for three months. How in the world do you hide a crying baby for three months? Back in the day, these guys were slaves. So they didn't live in palatial palaces where you had big boundary walls and a huge um, plot of land around you so you could separate yourself from people around you. No, no, no. They were probably living in tents. And uh, how many of you know that when a baby is born, babies cry? Yet they managed to hide a crying baby for three months while living in tents as slaves. Can you imagine the patience that took? If it was me, I'd just be like, oh, I've hid the baby for three days. I'm done. This is day four. Let's just give up. Let's just quit. Let's just just stop this because I cannot handle the pressure. But guess what? For three months, 90 days, morning, afternoon, evening, Moses' parents lived by faith and they saw that the child was beautiful. So even when they were facing peer pressure, even when they were running out of patience, what kept them going? The Bible says one thing. They saw that the child was beautiful. You see, faith allows you to focus on beauty, not on fear. I wonder whether you are on the verge of giving up this morning. And if that is you, I want to encourage you. You have come too far to give up. I want to encourage you. You can do it. I want to encourage you and say you can make it. I want to say to you, listen, you have waited for a long time and you thought maybe breakthrough is around, this cor- around the corner. You've thought maybe this is my month, this is my year, and nothing has happened. And if that is you, I want to encourage you today that the, the, the key to keep on persevering, the key to keep on going, the key to keep turning up, the key to saying yes to the mission God has called you is not to somehow work yourself up and give yourself a pep talk. No, no. It's to open your heart to the beauty of Jesus. Because I want to say to you, I've heard it over and over again. When I meet people who have encountered the love of Jesus, when I meet people who have encountered the presence of God, their heart is captured by the beauty and the wonder of who Jesus is. And no matter how long it takes, they're willing to wait. Why? Because Jesus is worth it. And I want to say to you today, let your heart be captured by the beauty of Jesus so you can have patience to hold on, so you can have patience to say no to the things you need to say no to. You can have patience to say yes to the things you need to say yes to. And if you are in a place where you are tired, tired is not a place to make a great decision. So don't make a great, don't make a life-changing decision when you're in a place where you're tired. Make your decision out of a place of rest. Let your heart be captured by the beauty of Jesus so you can have the patience to do the same thing over and over and over again. You and I know a lot of people who've had great beginnings, but then after a few days, you find all of the excitement fizzles out. But Moses' parents, for 90 days in a row, they did not give up. They kept a crying baby hidden. How in the world did they do that? Well, the Bible says this. By faith, they saw that the child was beautiful. I wonder what's capturing your heart today, the pain in your life or the beauty in your life, the fear all around or the beauty in your life. What's the beauty I'm talking about? Not a crying baby, no. I'm talking about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And my prayer for you today is that today you will open your heart to give Jesus a chance to reveal himself to you so you will realize that he is the altogether lovely one. He is the beautiful one. He is one worth loving, adoring, worshiping, and praising. And if you will do that, I believe you can withstand peer pressure. I believe you can be patient to hold on to the things that are in your heart. I believe if that is you, you will be so captured by beauty that you'll be willing to take risks. 
So for a moment, let me pray for you and ask that this will be the reality in your life. Father God, I pray for any person listening to the sound of my voice. And I pray, God, that if they're in a place where they think, oh gosh, I want to take a few risks. I know this is right, but I'm paralyzed right now. I pray that the revelation of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit will enter every heart and mind and every person listening to the sound of my voice. Let the reality of Jesus manifest right now. And that, Lord, we will come out of this experience thinking, you know what? We've got the boldness now to take a few risks. Why? Because the beauty of Jesus has captured our hearts. Father, I pray for every person listening right now who are saying, Lord, I, I, I just find it so hard when peer pressure is on. I'm good when I'm on my own or I'm good when, when I'm with good friends, but there are influences in my life, friends, family members, and, and when I'm with them, I, I become a different person. I pray for every person who feels that they can't be themselves around certain people. I pray the beauty of Jesus Christ will so capture our heart and no matter what happens all around us, we will stand for what is right and stand for beauty. And lastly, Lord, I pray for any person who says, Father, I, I'm running out of patience. I've waited a long time and, and I feel I'm, I'm running out of patience. I pray, God, today there will be a fresh revelation of Jesus, that our hearts will be captured by the beautiful one, that we will stick to the plan, stick to the mission, keep saying yes to Jesus. And any person that's tired right now, I pray the beauty of Jesus will capture our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you have never had an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, I want to encourage you to make that decision today. Jesus, in your place, died, he was buried, and he was risen again. And the Bible says, if you will believe in your heart that Jesus died, and if you will confess with your mouth that he rose again from the dead, then you will have a chance at a new life where you will become a brand new creation. You will have the privilege to be called a child of God. I want to encourage you that he is worth it. He is beautiful. Once you get to know him, you will just spend the rest of your life admiring and exploring the beauty of Jesus. And it will be the best decision you will ever make in your life. If you'd like to make that decision, I'd like to lead you in a very simple prayer. And uh, if you will pray that with just very simple faith in your heart, I believe today you can make a decision to make Jesus number one and central to your life. So pray with me and repeat this very simple prayer after me. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I believe that you died and rose again. I give you my life and I receive yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I believe if you pray that prayer, you have become a child of God. You've made a decision to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Here at Beacon Church, we'd love to have the opportunity to connect with you and let you know your next steps, introduce you to some of our family members. So please reach out to us, connect with us via our website or our social media platforms. We'd love to pray with you, send you a free gift, if possible, via the post as well. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. God bless. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Beacon Church online worship experience. I'm so glad you've joined us today. Uh, throughout the month of June, we are doing a series called Greater Than. Week one, we looked at how uh, beauty is greater than fear. Week two, we looked at how friendship is greater than 
pain. And today, week three, we're going to ha- look at how love is greater than superiority. In case you've missed the previous messages, they're, allowed, they're, uh, they're on our podcast and they're also on our YouTube channel. So please uh, feel free to go and check them out. Uh, in case you haven't listened to them, I just want to let you know that each of these messages is a standalone message in itself. So it's not like a continuation. In case you've missed the first two weeks, you can still listen to today because it will be a message in itself. So today I want to read from Luke chapter 7. Uh, starting from verse 37 all the way to verse 48. So it's a bit of a longish story. Bear with me as I read this to you. Luke chapter 7, verse 37 to 48. This is what it says. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, She began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he cancelled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one I suppose for whom he cancelled the larger debt. And he said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. But from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. Let me read verse 47 and 48 again for you. This is what it says. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little, and he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Pray with me for a moment as we ask the Holy Spirit just to help us see Jesus in our time together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to come and read your scripture, and we pray that through this we will see a fresh revelation of Jesus, that our hearts will be open to knowing you, to receiving and acknowledging your truth And we thank you in advance that by the time our time together is done today, that our lives will have changed for the better. Because in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures evermore, is what your word says. So I pray that today we will leave this particular broadcast feeling the pleasure of heaven, the joy of heaven, the goodness of heaven manifesting in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. I love this little story, the story of a very, very sinful woman. She, was, she had a public um, 
image, I suppose, of being a very uh, sinful woman. And uh, back in those days, uh, if you had that image, it came with a lot of shame. People sort of looked at you as a second-class citizen and uh, treated you like one too, and you were the talk of the town because everybody knew what you were up to, what your lifestyle was like, uh, where you di- what you did, who you did it with, where you went. All of that was public knowledge. And one day, Jesus is having a dinner at a friend's house. His name is Simon. He's a Pharisee. He's a teacher of biblical knowledge and biblical truth. Uh, he's an expert in religious matters. And, uh, and as he's having dinner, this particular woman comes and, and breaks open this, uh, this, this uh, flask of very expensive ointment, starts to uh, wipe Jesus' feet with her hair, just really loves on Jesus and, and this particular man, Simon, goes, um, if Jesus was really a prophet, he would have known what sort of woman this is and who it is that's touching him because she is a sinner. Simon can't understand why Jesus, a holy God, uh, a teacher of the law, a teacher of the word of God, uh, someone who claims to be the son of God, is allowing a sinful woman to come and just love him and touch him and and pour ointment on his feet and wipe his feet with her hair. And Simon's going, do you know what? I wonder if Jesus is really a prophet because if he was, he would know what sort of woman this is. And uh, and Jesus goes on to tell Simon a story and said, he said, hey, let me let me ask you something. Suppose uh, uh, suppose there were two people who were in debt. One had a large amount of debt, and one had a little amount of debt. Uh, and uh, and the and the debt collector, the um, um, the money lender, uh, called the two people and said to both of them, "Hey, your debt's forgiven." To the one who had large amount of debt, said, "Your your debt's forgiven." To the one who had a small amount of debt, he says to them, "Look, your sin is your your debt is forgiven." Jesus says. Which out of the two debtors do you think will love the money lender more? And, uh, and Simon says, well, that's, that's easy. Um, the person who had the larger debt will obviously love the money lender more because a large amount of debt is, is being forgiven. Jesus said, well, that's the right answer. And Jesus says, listen, that's not my point. My point is this, from the time I came to this house, this woman has been just loving on me. Uh, you gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, because whoever is forgiven little, loves little, but this woman has been forgiven much. Jesus demonstrates and gives a masterclass on how love works. That love is greater than superiority. You see, in this story, Simon the Pharisee, he had a feeling that he was right and he hadn't committed any sin and he was he was a person who had a good image in society and everybody thought well of him and he was not like this sinner who, who, was, who, was, who, was, who had a terrible image, lived in shame and everybody knew what she did and who she did it with and where she went. 
And Simon felt like he was superior than this woman. And uh, Simon felt, oh, well, Jesus really doesn't know what sort of woman this is. But Jesus just goes in and gives a masterclass on love. And Jesus says, Simon, that is not how love works. Love is not about your image. <laughs> love is not about what people think about you. Love is not about how people perceive you. Love is all about how much you've been forgiven. And if you have been forgiven much, you will love much. I have just three things to share, three thoughts to share from this story. And the first thought is this. It's not about your public image. It's about love. Being a follower of Jesus Christ is not about being seen to look right and say the right words and think the right thoughts and so that everyone in society thinks, oh, here's a perfect example of what a Christian looks like. No, no, no. My friends, love is greater than a public image. Love is greater than superiority. It's not about your image. It's about love. And today, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you have lived all your life trying to preserve your image, protect your image, uh, even promote your image, I want to just cut across all of that and say, why don't you leave your image down and pick up something that is greater than an image, greater than superiority, and pick up something called love. Open your heart to the reality that your sins, that are many, have been forgiven by Jesus, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus died in your place, and the blood of Jesus was shed when His hands were nailed, and His feet were nailed, and His side was pierced, and His back was whipped, and His beard was pulled, and a crown of thorns was driven into His skull. In fact, He had so much stress in a garden called the garden of Gethsemane that when he began to sweat he began to sweat blood the blood of Jesus was shed for your sins and mine so no matter who you are where you've been what you've done who you've done it with Jesus Christ today calls you forgiven and I'd much rather have that title that I'm forgiven than the title of any superiority that comes from a public image because it doesn't matter what people think about me it matters what God thinks about me. And I want to tell you today, do you know what God thinks about you? Forgiven, loved. That's the way God sees you. And so whether you have a good image or whether you have a bad image, whether you have a great image or whether you have a poor image, whether you find yourself incredibly feeling incredibly superior or incredibly inferior, my message to you today is this, love is greater than your image. Love is greater than what people think about you. And today, why don't you embrace love? Second thing I want to share with you today is when you realize that love is greater than superiority, love is greater than your image, is this. When it comes to love, it's not about what you keep. It's not about what you keep. It's what you give away. This woman came into the house while Jesus was having dinner. And she gave away the most expensive thing in her life. She, she gave away the most expensive thing. She broke an alabaster jar full of perfume. She couldn't undo that deed. It was not so much about, oh, here's Jesus. What can I get from him? What, what, what can I keep? What do I gain? No, no, no. She gave. Why? Because she had been forgiven much and she loved much. Can I encourage you today 
that uh, you, may not, you may not feel this, but giving is greater than keeping. You may not know this, but being a blessing to somebody else is greater than being blessed. And if you find yourself in a place where you say, you know, I, f- I find it so hard to give. I find it so hard to give because I'm afraid for me. I'm afraid for my future. I want to say to you, the reason it is hard is because you don't know that you have been forgiven much. Everything you have ever done, said, thought in the past, present, and future is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you have been forgiven much. I want to challenge and encourage you. Make a life out of giving, not out of keeping. This woman realized that it's not about keeping, it's about giving. So can I encourage you as Beacon Church, be lavish with your gifts. Be lavish with your honor. Be lavish with your praise for one another. Outdo one another, the Bible says, in doing good. When you see people, honor them, praise them, appreciate them. Because they are people made in the image of God. Learn to give. Number three, she realized that the focus is not so much about sin, but the focus is about forgiveness. Today I want to say to you, God in heaven is not mad at you. He's not angry. He's not sitting there with a notepad counting and recording every sin you've ever committed. Some of us live that way and behave that way. And it's because of that we go back and revisit sins from five years ago and 10 years ago. And those memories come to our mind and we say, God, I'm forgiven. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you've been saying sorry for the same sin for 20 years. Stop it. God was in Christ, the Bible says, reconciling the world to himself, not holding their sins against them. I want to say to you today, love is greater than your image. Love is greater than feeling superior to other people. Why? Because when you realize that, you realize that it's not about sin, it's about forgiveness. And forgiven people can forgive people. And today, if you have bitterness in your heart about what your mom did or didn't do, or what your dad said, or what he didn't say, or what your teachers did or did not do, or how people treated you, and you find it really difficult to forgive, you can't do it unless you realize how deeply you have been forgiven yourself. My friends, love is greater than your image. Love is greater than your feeling. Love is greater than what people think of you or feel about you. And you can be like this woman and you can be in a room where nobody likes you and you have the worst image possible. But guess what? Love is what matters. Let me pray with you for a moment today and ask that this love will become reality in your life. Pray with me, please. Father, I pray for every person today struggling with their image. Some of us struggle with the fact that we feel superior to others. Some of us struggle with the fact that we feel inferior to others. But today I pray that you will purge our mind of our image, our image-conscious world, and help us to live in the awareness that it is your love that matters. Father, help us to live lives defined by how loved we are and not by what people think about us. So I pray if there's any person living in guilt and shame, 
today love will come and fix that. If there's any person living in pride and saying, well, I've been a Christian and I'm good and I am righteous and I have not made any mistakes and if we feel superior, I pray, Lord, you will help us to live in love. I pray in Jesus' name for every person listening to me that, Lord, we will be givers and not keepers. Like this woman lavished love on Jesus of our time, of our money, of our energy, of our resources, of everything that we own. Help us to live in a revelation and an understanding that we are forgiven people. And because we are forgiven people, we are givers. Thank you that love is greater than superiority. And I pray for every person today who is focused on their sin. I pray, God, that you will give us the revelation to focus on our forgiveness, that we will have the confidence that we are the righteousness of God. We declare today that love is greater than human image. Love is greater than superiority. Love is greater than anything that people may think about us or say about us. Let that be reality in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want to also give you an opportunity, if you've never done so, to say yes to the love of Jesus Christ. You may have tuned in today and you may not be a follower of Jesus Christ, but you have an opportunity today to say yes to the love of Jesus. Jesus loves you. And no matter what sin may be in your life, no matter how you see yourself, you may see yourself as inferior or you may see yourself as superior. It doesn't matter. Jesus sees you loved. Jesus died, was buried, and was risen again. And if you will take a simple decision today to believe in your heart that Jesus died and confess with your mouth that he was risen from the dead, the Bible says you have the opportunity to start this love relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to do that, I'd like to lead you in a very simple prayer. Please feel free to repeat this prayer after me, and I'd love to help you make this decision. So pray with me. Dear Jesus, I believe that you died and that you rose again. I give you my life, and I receive yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I believe if you've made that prayer, You've made the most important decision of your life. You've said yes to the love of Jesus. It's not about what people think about you. It's not about your public image. Love is greater than superiority. I'd love to help you take your next steps, pray for you, connect you to the family here at Beacon Church. So please, please, will you reach out to us, connect with us through our website or our social media platforms. We will definitely get in touch with you and help you take your next steps. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this message has helped you, why don't you share it with a friend? It might bless them too. This message will be available on our podcast as well as on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week. God bless.